Blog Talk Radio. Communicating with me, 
privately, you can do that as well. And if you want me to mention anything you send me on the air, I would do that for you, okay? Because I do understand some of you, you know, y'all y'all have jobs, <laughs> so you can't really talk. But you can always text me, you know what I mean? So that'll work too. As always, we got songs of the day for you today. I'm bringing you some Isley Brothers. I know a lot of y'all don't know about them. Y'all know about Mr. Big, but y'all don't know about them brothers and them cousins. Yes, sir. You know, and so we're going to bring you that as well. Co-host P. Ross will be with us in a little while, hopefully. Um, she's out serving dinners to the homeless and things of that nature. So hopefully she she get here in time to um, participate in the show. But, you know, let her do what she do. All right, so that's all I have for you right now. Right now we're going to bring you some music. Those Islands Brothers, man, we got two of them for you. Harvest for the World and Summer Breeze. So without further ado, here's your songs of the day.
All right, all right. That's what I'm talking about right there. Those are the songs of the day, baby. Those eyes in brother, man. Did y'all hear that guitar solo? I tell you, man, nothing like a nice guitar solo to make you just feel good. You know, you're doing the air guitar thing, just shaking your head and just rocking out. <laughs> all right, I hope that made your day. It made mine, that's for sure. All right, y'all, welcome back to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. Once again, I am your host, Mr. Talk. He'll be with us in a little while, hopefully. But until then, y'all got me riding this train, leading this train on down the track. And I got you riding along with me, so that's always a good thing. Am I right or am I right? I think I'm right. <laughs> All right, anyway. Anyway, we have a good show planned for you today, and I hope everybody is ready. As I said before, I do encourage you to call in and engage in a conversation with me. That's all I want you to do, talk with me here about some of the things we're going to be talking about today. A little bit of homosexuality, a little bit of abortion, the 48 laws of power, yeah, and how it relates to the president of the United States that's in office at this present time. Now, I guess we could go back and go back all the way, you know, and get all of them, but no, we're just going to concentrate on this one today. Uh, It's been a while since we actually broke it down like this. So it should be quite interesting to say the least. Uh, let's see. What else we got going on here today? Uh, once again, let me tell you how you be a part of the show. 347-838-8622 is the number. Uh, you can email me at ericletlettstalk at gmail.com. Chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And if you want to comment while you're in the chat room, you have to come in and with a username. If not, hey, you just read what's being typed in there. And, uh, yeah. And if you have, by chance, have another way of communicating with me, I, I encourage you to do that as well. Um, I will try and get back to you or, you know, post what you, you, want, you want everybody else to hear on the air as well. Okay? So, with all that being said, we got all the formalities out the way. Let's get hot, baby. Let's get hot. Oh, y'all want to hear some more music? Nah, y'all want to hear any more music. <laughs> Not like y'all can tell me anyway, right? <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about some things. Last time, what, last Friday, I think it was, we were on the air. Um, we talked a little, we were talking about abortion. And the question came up about homosexuality, the homosexuality, L-E-B-T-Q-R-S-T-U-D movement. And um, how did it, was it um, related to the abortion issue that's going on in this country? And honestly, at that time, I did not know because, you know, homosexuality is such a widely accepted thing now in this country. Um, and then you have those that are, are against it as well. So, you know, it, that took some, some um, research and digging and you know what, y'all? Honestly, honestly, if you go back and you do the research and you do the reading and studying, you will find that even though even though the push, some people would say, yes, it is a part of it, and, and that's why, you know, abortion and homosexuality is kind of linked together as far as reproductive, reproduction is done. Honestly, no, no. Now, what has happened is the LGBTQRST movement has included abortion into 
their mantra. Uh, and it's not as far as, you know, uh, strictly abolishing it. It's, it. it's similar to how they're saying they're trying to get the Civil Rights Act, you know, saying they're, well, their rights are being violated or what have you. Upon reading, their main concern is that a lot from what their their, their research has said that there uh, are a lot of lesbian young ladies that's being raped or, you know, coming up pregnant, you know, without wanting to be pregnant. And they have don't have the right to go out and, you know, abort the child as they want to. So that's where it comes in. And that's where it comes into it links up with abortion. However, as a whole and as the agenda is, no. Those two do not relate to each other. No, no way. I mean, let's be honest. Two men and two women cannot uh, reproduce. You just can't do it. You know, it, it, you know, you can't do it. You can't. Nasty anything on way, but you can't do it. So, but in order, in order to make their movement seem more valid. It's included in it, just like civil rights, the civil rights movement. They're trying to get in into it, and there's a. a, a, a hold on, I'm getting my notes here. There's there's a, a thing called uh, where is it? It's right here. You know, because this thing is really crazy, man. I'm, I'm gonna give y'all some statistics here in a minute. Uh, bum bum bum. Of course, you can't find anything when you're looking for it, right? <laughs> um, God dang it. Anyway, uh, it's called the, the, uh, bah, bah, bah. well, there's a whole lot on it. Let's see. Because, look, you know, I'm trying to find notes here, and apparently I can't find them for some reason. But I'm going to just be honest with you. Look, homosexuality in my opinion, is wrong, okay? That's not to say that, you know, each is to each his own, because that's their free will, that's the choice they choose. But to me, it's wrong. Um, there's a thing, here it is, here it is. The documentation of the homosexual homosexual agenda. And it, there's this thing called the Homosexual Manifesto. And it goes on and on and on about how, you know, they're going to sodomize your sons and how they're going to take over places and how those that's hiding in high places going to come out and be in charge. Well, duh, we already know this. We already, we, we already know. We are already aware that there are many people sitting in high places that are, you know, part of the homosexual community, lesbian community, LBGQRST. All right, we know this already. So, what is the big what is the big thing about this? But the interesting thing is these man this manifesto was first written in 1973. 1973. Okay, then they had did another one in 1992. And it basically says the same thing. And after reading it, basically what you realize is it's a plan, it's, it's an agenda, and the bottom line is to make 
the community, the LGBTQRSTUB community, seem as victims. And we know in society today, if you're viewed as a, a, a victim, you have more sympathy. You have you gain more acceptance. Which goes back to the abortion part. Now we know the evangelicals are against the abortion period. You know, regardless, uh, and we we know as, as the show Friday we know why they're against it because of the the the, the minimization or the lack of uh, white kids being born. And that's because I'm going to put it out there like that. The white kids being born. Okay? That, that's simple. Um, when you take a look at the homosexual part of it, the problem they have is, number one, a lot of the younger evangelicals are more accepting of the homosexual lifestyle and the same-sex marriage. So it's, it's a harder thing to fight then it is an abortion. Hope y'all following with me here. Because even though the Supreme Court has made uh, several rulings in, in several cases, the complete story is that the homosexual community wants to be victims. That, that's all. That's what it is. Now I'm gonna read y'all a few things about this 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 thing here. Um, as I said, it, it's interesting here. It's from an article called Redeeming the Rainbow, and it's the overhauling of straight America, all right, by Marsha Kirk and Arrestees Till. Number one, talk about gays and gayness as loudly and as often as possible. Okay, you, you see that, right? The more you talk about it, the more it is put out there, the more the more people begin to accept it. Okay? That's the bone. I'm not going to deep into it. We'll do a show on this, but I just wanted y'all to hear some of the things in their manifesto. Portray gays as victims, not as aggressive challengers. See? That's what I was saying earlier. If you're viewed as a victim, you get more sympathy. People care a little bit more. Then you just come out and say, this is the way it's going to be, and that's going to be, and that's it. You know, then you're viewed as an enemy, or in, in our popular word of Mr. Smith, you're a rebel, you know, a militant. But if you come in as a victim, oh, the whole um, thinking process changes. Give protectors a just cause. You know, just make it easier. For those to, to, to respond and be nice to you. Yeah, make it real easy. Make gays look good. Yeah, make gays look good. I don't know how you do it, but okay, make gays look good. Ron Reck, what's going on? It's been a minute. I ain't seen Ron Reck in a long time. All right, make the victimizers look bad. And we see that on a daily basis, don't we? Anybody that comes out against homosexuality or the LGBTQRSTUV, um, group movement or what have you, they're viewed as homophobic, you know, uh, racist, or whatever terms you want to put out as negative. That's the way you you see. Now, even though you may have some valid points and some valid reasons, that's the way you're going to be viewed. Um, solicit funds, getting on the air, or you can't get there from here. Yeah. Individual states really ought to be in pictures. 
And of course, if you pay attention to any of the the, the, the shows that's on the boob tube now, even commercials, if you really pay attention to commercials, you see a whole lot of same-sex couples in commercials. In most shows, you have at least one gay individual with, you know, lesbian, homosexual, or whatever. I mean, they got a show on, uh, what is it, Pose? Yeah, Pose. It was a whole show about, you know, basically homosexuality. So not only getting pictures, but maintaining. And it's coming on for a second season. Yeah. Peekaboo advertising. So when you start talking about homosexuality, they have their own agenda. It's not attached anywhere to the abortion agenda. None none whatsoever. None whatsoever. The only problem is right now there's not enough support to fight to fight it. Not saying that those aren't there aren't those out there that want to fight it. There's just not enough support right now. Because it has gained so much momentum and it has become a a part of today's society. It is. You have legislators that have come out as being gay. You have athletes. Actors, and of course, I know some of you probably have some in your family. So it is, it, regardless of what anybody say, it is an accepted lifestyle today. Unlike abortion, unlike abortion. Okay, abortion. You know, nobody now they still fighting that. They, that's not accepted. So when you take a look at the two, no, they're not connected. Um, so that was the question that was asked last week, and I just had to go come back and clarify that a little bit. Um, even though some people would say yes, no, it's not because you know the LGBTQRSTUV have their own agenda, their own agenda. You know, but it's interesting. It says a record 4.5% of American adults identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. Okay, this was a poll, a Gallup uh, estimate poll in 2018, you know, which works out to 11 million U.S. adults. And it's on the rise. It's on the rise. And we can see it in, in our everyday, everyday life. Can we? We can see it. We can see it. <laughs> now, don't let's not get. There are still some that have not came come out and, and admitted that's what that lifestyle is. But hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know. So that's all I really wanted to say about that. Like I say, we'll get a we'll get a show together, maybe next week sometime. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit deeper because um, I know a lot of folks want to talk about it. Um, also, we were talking about um, abortion and how the whites will be the minority here shortly. And, you know, some numbers, the numbers really, really do uh, support that. It really does. You have the population dropping in a number of states. The white share of Nevada's population plunged from 83.2% in 1980 to 49.9% in 2016. 
Maryland is expected to be the next majority minority state with whites constitution constituting 51.5% of its population in 2016. Now, let's, let's remember, we got a census getting ready to come up here shortly. So it'll be interesting to see what, you know, what those numbers will, how much those numbers will change. Now, if you take, uh, 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 if you take into to context these numbers that I'm giving you right here and the battle for those, the border and immigration and things of that nature, that's, it. That, that's another reason why nobody can get through. The, they don't want anybody to come across the border anymore. It, it, it's just, no, no. But, you know, the interest, the whole interesting thing is, and, and this article really uh, points it out. Um, well, before I go there, let's see. Um, let's see here. Non-whites accounted for nearly 96% of the 14.4 million people added to the U.S. population between 2010 and 2016. Latinos were responsible for close to half the national growth. I hear that, right? The white population rose by just over 650,000 during the six-year period, making up only about 4% of the increase. White men, see, this is what we were talking about last week. We were talking about abortion and why there's the fight so bad uh, against abortion. White women averaged 1.7 births over their lifetime compared to Latino women who averaged 2.2. Women from other racial groups, I hate the word racial, ethnic, ethnic, ethnic groups have fertility rates in between. Basically, white women have fewer children than women from other groups. So it's right here in the numbers. It's not anything that's being made up. Once again, you look at these numbers, you think about the fight against abortion, and there you have it. Not enough white kids are being born to sustain that part of the population. However, Here's another interesting part that, that, that I think people really, really uh, don't pay attention to. Even though birth rates are down and they're worried about it, the majority of high corporate jobs and those in power who make decisions are still white, are still white. So regardless of the birth rate, they're still maintaining power. Still maintaining power. You know, so when you look at it, it's only in a, a numeric sense that they're losing that they're losing control. But as far as uh, wealth, power, and prestige, they're still there. And they're going to continue to be there. Because why? They have... Uh, they they've gathered large amounts of money and other resources. Okay, and let's be honest, they pass it on generational wealth. We talk about that a lot on the show as well. Generational wealth, they pass it on. So even though the population, their population is quote unquote dwindling, they still have the wealth and power to pass on and maintain the positions they're in. 
Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out there. So, you know, just to back up some of the things we were talking about last Friday um, on the show, um, there was something else I wanted to talk about, but I, I, I've forgotten all about it. And, uh, you know, we'll come back to it later if I remember. But, yeah, so those are some of the questions that were asked on the show last Friday, and I thought I'd go ahead and, and clarify and give you some more information on. Um, yeah. Homosexuality, though, yeah, we will be back about the homosexuality thing because that's a whole different issue that we need to discuss, uh, and we will on the show. All right. So. We got uh, the 48, the 48 laws of power as far as the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. And uh, we're going to go through all 48 and, and see, you know, how he stacks up against against that. But before we do, you know, this, this guy here, he always gives us something good to talk about. And here's something he, he said uh, last week. Wednesday. Oh, well, Wednesday. It's still in part of week. President Trump, who got a draft deferment from bone spurs during the Vietnam War, said he didn't serve because he was never a fan of conflict, but is making up for it now by bolstering the military's budget. What in the world? How many people you know that gets into war are a fan of war, a fan of going with the possibility to die? Really? Now, for you individuals out there going to be talking about, well, I would, because I'm a patriot. Quit lying to yourself. Okay, quit lying. Because, you know, you're not. Nobody wants to go anywhere where they have the possibility of dying. Quit lying. I'm dying for my country. Whatever. Whatever. But for this cat here, say, I was never a fan. I was never a fan of that war. I thought it was a terrible war. I thought it was very far away. Duh. How many wars besides the Civil War has been actually in the Revolutionary War has actually been fought on the American soil? How many? See, once again, a bunch of bullcrap that makes, well, you know what? That's part of the 48 laws of power. But we're we going to talk a little bit about that. But I just, I, man, and listen to this. He, he was on the Pierce Morgan show, okay? Pierce Morgan asked, asked him if he would have liked to serve in another war. This cat said, I would not have minded that at all. I would have been honored, he said. But wait a minute. You have bone spurs now, y'all. Look, y'all, I had soldiers with bone spurs, and they did 20 years and, and you know, retired and did everything everybody else did. So bone spurs, uh, whatever. You know, it, it just... It's insulting. It really is. Then for him to say, but I think I make up for it right now. Look, $700 billion I gave last year, and this year $716 billion. And I think I'm making up for it rapidly because we, we're rebuilding our military at a level it's never seen before. Oh, so. Since you're president, you can give the military all the money. But wait a minute. Did you want to take money from the military to build this little crazy wall down in Mexico? Mexico? Mexico. So you're giving it, but you're taking it away. But right now, you're going to take credit because you're giving them money. 
and that makes you that makes up for you running away from 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 you know combat. Get the heck up out of here. Just gonna admit you a wimp. You suck, and you're sorry. Yeah, I said it. You know, oh man. Of course, we know he received five deferments during the Vietnam War. One was for bone spurs in his hair, his heels, and the other one's for education. You know, fine. If he was in school, you was in school. But bone spurs? Yeah, right. Heck no. That's a bunch of, that's a cop out. Just go on a minute. I was scared. I didn't want to go because I was scared. He wasn't a big fan of, of that war. Who's a fan of war? Besides the the big the white guys up there that's sending everybody kids to war. Like Bolton. Now that's all they talk about, war. Let's go to war. Let's go to war. But they're not sending any of their kids to war, are they? Heck no. They're sending you and my kids, your kids, my kids, me. 16, 16 deployments. 16. And these jack butts up there talking about what they, they're, a fan, they're, they're not a fan of? That's a bunch of hogwash. That's what it is. That's a bunch of hogwash. And to top it off, when we come back, they don't want to take care of us. They want to send us to the ringer all over the place. We got to fight for our benefits. We have, man, see, that pisses me off. It really does. Big orange. Ooh, y'all look at him and say them words. <clears throat> he wasn't a fan because he had bone spurs. Get the heck out of here. But he going to spend money on the military. Oh, we give them all this money. We give them all this. That doesn't make up for anything. You still got kids over there dying. Young kids. Kids come back, limbs gone. Mind gone. Trying to fight to survive just to live on a daily basis. Not even a daily basis, an hourly basis. Y'all don't understand the struggle is real. If you know a veteran and a lot of them smiling and, and laughing with you, you don't understand what they go on when they get home or get away from the crowd. Because we as soldiers, we don't want your sympathy. We can care less about your sympathy. So we put on a brave face. And we have a good time when we're with you, so you think. But on the inside, it's killing us. It's hurting. We're hurting. We're battling depression, anxiety, nightmares at night, getting up in the middle of the night, walking through the house like you in combat, ready to... to y'all just don't understand. And for that punk up there to be talking all this craziness... See, that what pisses me off. That what makes me mad. Because, see, I've seen the blood in the guts. 
I've been in firefights. Crap is floating all around you. He has no idea what the heck he's talking about. He's also he never he's a, never been a, a factor. Oh my goodness! So you gonna spend money? Money don't save lives. You still got sending people children over there. And what for? You know that's another thing. What you send them over there for? They shooting at me. I'm shooting at them. We don't know each other. Never seen each other's eyes from a distance. But we firing bullets trying to kill each other. Why? Because some bureaucrat in some freaking office then decided that's what we need to do so you can they can have control of all or somebody's resources. Then they come in and make a speech, oh you're doing such a great job. Really? I don't want to hear that crap. We could care less. We would like to be home with our families just like they are. Oh, they so brave. They flying in the middle of the night. Nobody knows. Then they get to stay, stay a couple of hours, maybe have a meal or two, you know, shake a couple of hands, give a great speech. Then they get back on their plane and go on back to where they came from. Two minutes later, we're under mortar attack. They don't know nothing about that, though, because they're gone back home. They're gone back home. They had never seen their friend's truck get blown up just after you finished talking to them on the radio. And you look into your mirror and you see a dang on ball of fire. You don't know nothing about that. But yet, they'll sit there and tell you, oh, yeah, we understand. No, you don't understand. Because you had bone spurs. You don't understand nothing. Nothing. But you want to stay, but they want to tell you all this great stuff about what's going on, and I can give you, give the military all this money. That doesn't do anything. It doesn't get down to the troops. It does. It doesn't get to the troops. So we out there. We still out there with old equipment. Equipment that don't work, or new equipment that hasn't really been fully tested, that don't work. But you can't tell anybody that. You can't tell them that. Because then you know there's the defection somewhere. There's a problem somewhere. But he wasn't a fan of the war. But he could, he'd be proud. To, he wouldn't be proud to do Jack. Not nothing. 
All right, y'all. I, I, I got the. <laughs> All right, y'all. I, I got. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. This is what we're gonna do right about now. We're gonna take a short, short break, and uh, we'll be back here in a moment. All right. I got to get my my emotions back down and where they need to be. All right. So. In the meantime. Hey, y'all listening to some Lauren Hill. I'll be right back, okay? Yo, uh, we about to do this one, right? We about to do this one. All the kids, the mothers, the sisters. The One, one. 
apologize. I, I, I got a little carried away there. <laughs> I apologize, y'all. I got a little carried away. But, you know, sometimes those emotions just pop up when you hear the stuff that really irritates you. Oh, my goodness. But I'm back. I'm good. I'm back and I'm good. So we're going to continue on right now with the show. Uh, welcome. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. P is out, you know, serving dinners to the homeless. So she may be here. She may not. I don't know. But y'all got me and we ride. Okay. So, um. You know what I'm about to do? I'm going to open the phone lines up. We're going to talk about the laws of power at the same time, but we're going to open the phone lines up and see what y'all have to, what y'all want. You know what? Yeah, let's do that. What do y'all want to talk about today? I know I put the laws of power down, but you know what? This is my show and I can change what I want to talk about. So, you know, yeah, let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. How? Let's make it open mic. What you think? I think that's a good idea. So, Let's do that. All right. So three four seven eight three eight eight six two two is the number. And uh yeah. All right. Hey, sister Goni and first note ourselves. Welcome to the show. Glad y'all here with me. All right, so we making it open night. Mike, call me. What you want to talk about? Hey, the floor is yours. Cause I, I, I don't want to talk about it. All right, so let's get with Pianki. Let's start with Pianki. All right, Pianki, you have the floor. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Well, what you got for me? Eric, I wouldn't want to start off without giving recognition to all those soldiers that lost their lives. On the invasion of Normandy or D-Day, they had to be brave in what they done. Those that died, those that survived. <clears throat> both black and white soldiers. I agree. And for you in uh, serving in Vietnam, no, you weren't in Vietnam. You was in uh, the Gulf uh, Wars, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate yep, uh, your in the service. Gulf War and Iraq. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, if I ever meet you, I'll, I'll buy you a dinner. <laughs> but on the other <laughs> hand, uh-huh. You talking about you talking about these the birth rates. It's not how many babies you're having, it's how many survive to live. And of course we know whose babies are about four times greater to die than the others' babies. And uh, white women have the lowest rate of infant mortality infant mortality than anybody else. That's that where is the true. Concern should be. That is what a concern is. That's why there's the fight so they're fighting so hard against abortion, and they're trying to get Roe versus Wade reversed because of that fact. Well, I don't think that is the problem either, because their abortion rate is nowhere near higher than Hispanics, and surely well, not as high as is that for African Americans. Well, see, that's I not mean, think the part they're concerned about. That's that's you know what though, Pianca, if you really look at it, that's to them, that's an added benefit of it. That's an added benefit. But however, they can't continue to go on if they are losing. They don't know they're not replenishing their their their, their population. I think what you so, have as far as abortion is concerned is a moral a moral compass that exists there. And black women have you know, aborted. I, over what, I don't think, what about I, 20 million well, babies? I really, 
You know that that's a, that's a good argument. Matter of fact, I sent you that. That's a cover up. I know I saw it. That's a, that's like a cover up type of thing, but that's not the real reason behind it. But it sounds good as a talking point to to deflect from what the real reason is. Well, let's put it like this, and I think you would agree. If we aborted one white baby and one black baby and kept on doing that at that ratio, you and I wouldn't be around long enough to see what happens to them because we all be gone and they still be here. If people want to look at it that way. Well, yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah. Well, like I, was, you know saying, some... like I was saying, mm-hmm. like I was saying earlier, though, regardless of, of what's really going on as far as the birth rate, they still have the power and the wealth and the position. Well, look at see? yeah, look at uh, South Africa. Whites make up fourteen percent of the population, but uh, right, they control the money. <clears throat> but you right. know, let's get back to the military spending. I support the military spending. And I'll tell you the reason why is because, uh, especially the cyber warfare, because you had China demonstrate they have the ability to take out a geostationary satellite, what, about two years ago. And also, according to Space Command, who monitors not only the satellite but space junk too, they say several times China has parked a satellite right next to a U.S. satellite of strategic importance. And uh, that's just something you just can't tolerate. You can't have that. Well, you you know what? You know what, Pianki? Yes, 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 yes. That that is true. That is true. And if, if you go back to a couple of years ago, and I said it, when those ships were having those accidents out there in, in, in uh, where was they having no accidents? In the, in the Indian Ocean or somewhere over in there. And I was saying those ships were being hacked and everybody was laughing at me. Then it came back later to where they said, yeah, it's a possibility that they were hacked. So, yes, yeah, cybersecurity is important. However, however, you know, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's important, but tell the whole truth about it. Don't just make it make someone believe that. We're the only ones being attacked. Not like we're not attacking others at the same time. You, you well, know what I'm always, that's like, that's it has like always the, been uh, like that. Yeah. I don't right. see Russia you know, and the United States ever fighting like, uh, against. Do you? I don't see huh? Russia and the United States fighting against each other. The enemy is going to be China. I've yet seen the two white nations fight. Hell, United States and Russia fought side by side against Germany. Of course, it took the whole world to defeat Germany. Germany was something else at that time. And also, during World War One, they were something else. But, uh, no, I think the eyes yeah. on China. China is showing those type of aggressive moves. Uh, much of their intellectual uh, innovations that came off of others. You know, I used to go to... Uh, take my daughter to Scott Air Force Base for the air shows when she was little. I used to always see these little Asians mm-hmm. and all on their knees underneath the planes taking pictures and everything. I didn't pay no attention to it at the time. But what they was doing was uh, getting information on the technological aspects of, of those planes so that they could uh, incorporate it in their own. Now one thing we know for sure mm-hmm. is that China's is lacking a naval force 
they're a long ways behind on that, probably maybe 30 or 40 years. But, uh, <clears throat> and then Iran is trying to get into the building of commercial planes. Do we want Iran to have that ability? Every 10 planes that they build, that would be 10 less than Boeing, a Lockheed bill, who are hiring Americans, American workers, and paying into American workers' pensions and benefits. So it's, it has to be looked at very carefully. Yeah. Negotiation is very important. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's the way it is. You know that's the one-sided you know that's a one-sided point of view, right? That you just well, gave. The Americans are working, right? on making making uh, those manufacturing those uh, about things. The, about, the planes, I about the about the planes, about the planes and things. Yeah. And here's why I'm that's saying true. that because you do understand, you do understand that America usually trains those guys, a lot of those individuals. You know, our little covert forces, they train those individuals to fly planes and things of that nature. Well, training them is one thing after they made, but long they, long as they flying planes that was made by U.S. manufacturers that employed American workers. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh huh. So we we're gonna make it American list, right? Yeah, I sent you that list. I think it had about three aircraft manufacturers, Bombardier, and some others that were starting up in the United States. You know, the funny thing about that list, if you look it over, most of that new manufacturing uh, plants and operations are starting up in southern states, uh, even in your state. Mm. Mm. I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder why. All right, so let's see. All right, let's but that's my opinion okay. on that. All right. Thank you well, very thank much. Well, thank you, sir, and I do appreciate your opinion. All right, you'll be good. <laughs> I'll put you back in the queue, all right? Uh, let's see. In the chat room. Okay, let me come back to you. I got Sister Stink on in the chat room, and she says, if it was about morals, the establishment and their base would make sure black women have the resources they need to take care of their babies. They have 22% more wealth. And then she went on to say that, and they would stop filling up their prisons with black men and see to it that they had skills so they could take care of their families. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I, I do. I do. I, you know, there's there's nothing but truth in that. <laughs> there's nothing but truth in that. Thank you, Sister Cody. That's what I'm talking about. There's nothing but truth in that. First of all, that's it's good to see you, man. I ain't seen you in a long time. So let's talk about... You know, until somebody else called that what's up, else. Let's talk about these 48 laws of power. Law number one, never outshine the master. Never outshine the master. Need I say any more about that one right there? Anytime this guy speaks, he gives the persona that he is the master, he is the man, and there's no doubt about it. Even um, even on this show, uh, who was that? Miss Lady. Yeah, Miss Lady even said, well, I met him one time, and he walks with such grace, and he just exudes confidence. Yeah, so that's, that's rule number, law number one, never outshine the master. And you know, no matter where he is, I don't care what's going on, he's going to make himself seem like he's top dog, and nobody else can. can. Remember remember that, that, that uh, remember, where was he? He was over in Germany somewhere, and they had the meeting, and he pushed that, that one um, leader out the way so he could come through. Y'all remember that? 
so yeah, yeah, he, he yeah, yeah. Now here's a, here's a good one, and we talked. See, we and you know the interesting thing about what what I'm telling y'all now, we've actually talked about some of these things. We have talked about some of these things on the show, and it's interesting that we never connected, never really connected it until I started thought about it and went and started looking in the in, in the book. You know the four eight laws of power, and you know all this stuff came to me. Law number two. Never put too much trust in friends. Learn how to use enemies. Okay? Now, it has a lot of stuff in it, but here's one that caught my eye. If you hire a former enemy, he will be more loyal than a friend because he has more to prove. Y'all remember when he was trying to hire um, Mick Romney? Y'all remember that? Because I talked about I talked about Mick bad. Like, ah, no, 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 no. No. But, Ben Carson, he made him HUD secretary, right? Y'all remember that, right? And nobody can say that Ben Carson is not (laughs) very, very loyal to the Trump administration. Case says, you don't even hear anything from him, do you? Nope, he does not rock the boat. He stays in line and he does what he's told. (laughs) <laughs> huh? Yeah. So there's law number two right there. And of course, you, we already know but how he how he treats his friends, i.e. those ones that look out for him. You know, a lot of them headed to prison right now. Or, you know, like um Ann Coulter, remember? He loved Ann Coulter to she she uh criticized him about his immigration. It was buckling on the budget over immigration, and all of a sudden he didn't know her anymore. But before he said he loved her, so yeah. So never put trust in friends. Learn how to use your enemies. <laughs> uh, law number three: count, conceal your intentions. Conceal your intentions. And let's be honest, nobody knows what this cat is doing. Nobody never knows, has any idea what he's up to. Right? Nobody knows. Because he comes out with some crazy stuff, and then he comes back and he changes. So, yeah, conceal your attention. That's really not one. Here's a good one. Law number four, always say less than necessary. It would seem original if you make it, it vague, open-ended, and thinks like Now, when you talk about law number four, let's take a look at the way he speaks and when the way he responds to questions. If you really pay attention to it, he never responds directly to any question that he gives. He always gives a very vague and open response. Now I know y'all like "Ah, go back and watch. Just go back and watch some of the videos where he's answering questions. He's never directly answering anything. A lot of times it's mumble jumbo because you'd be like, what did he just say? What did he say? So, yeah, always say less than necessary. Even when he's doing his impromptu uh, um, press conferences, going to uh, whatever boat, I mean, Air Force One or Marine One, you know, it's very short and vague. Okay, here it is. So much depends on reputation. 
Guard it with your life. That's law number five. All right? Now, we know. We know that he has had a whole lot of trouble in the past, especially with his his, uh, businesses, relationships, and things he's done. But the bottom line is he always makes it seem like he comes out smelling like a rose. Right? He always finds a way to spin, spin it into gold. That's right. He he'll come out of if you're not really paying attention, he'll make you think the dog poop that's on his shoe is really, really, really perfume. Because his reputation is everything. It's everything. That's his reputation. He's a master negotiator, isn't that what he said? He's a master negotiator. Successful businessman. So, yeah, that's his reputation. He's going to maintain it, whether he's right or wrong. we get to some other things about that in a little bit. Here's one. Get others to do the work for you, but always take the credit. That's law number seven. Law number seven. Get others to do the work for you, but always take the credit. Now, see, I can go deep into that one. You know, I can really start something. Well, this, this, this job reports in the economy. And when he first took office, he took courage for all that. But it wasn't his doing, was it? But let's bring it to his administration. Jeff Sessions, you know, with this immigration thing that came up. Now, not like it's a great thing, but Jeff Sessions is the one who did that, helped him do it. But he turned on Jeff Sessions and took credit for it, didn't he? Yes, he did. You know, the the, uh, Criminal Justice Reform Act. He took credit for that. But he didn't come up with that. But he took credit for it. So, once again, that's law number seven. That is law number seven right there. Get others to do the work for you. Law number eight. Make other people come to you. Use bait if necessary. I'm not even going to that because we know he's good at at trying that. He's good at trying that. Okay. Y'all, I'm sorry. I hit my mic. All right, law number nine. See, a lot of them, I skip some that's really not pertinent, and I go back to others. Win through your actions, never through argument. Demonstrate. Do not explicate. All right? Now, (laughs) you know, this is really interesting because what he's saying is basically, let's go with win through your actions. Trade deals. He says we winning. He's doing good on the trade deals. Shutting down NATO. You know, getting out of the nuclear deal with Iran. To all him, that's winning. And that's through his actions. The only person who could have done it. He said that. He's the only one who could have done it. So he's winning through his actions. So he thinks anyway. But, of course, we, we see what's happening with Iran and North Korea, in fact. Remember? North Korea. Because we know North Korea has started shooting what you call it again. Yeah. Use selective honesty and generosity to disarm your victim. Disarm your victim. Yep, that too. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm getting to that, Sister Goni. I'm getting to that. 
Um, infection, avoid the unhappy and unlucky. Now, this is something I know everybody. What is the first thing he calls somebody that he does not like or has said something against him? Losers. He just called the, the mayor of London a loser. That's what he does. And with the, what, over 36 people that resigned or uh, uh, been fired from his administration? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because he's not going to have anyone around him that are that's not loyal and don't fit into what he believes in. Basically, yes and no. Yes, 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 yes. It's really no, no. Yes. If you say no too many times, you out of there. Or goes against whatever he has. Hey, there's 36 plus people who, who <laughs> you can use as an example on that. Uh, okay. Here's Law 12. Use selective honesty and generosity to disarm your victims. Okay. When I read this, I just started laughing. You know, basically what that means is just lie and be nice about it. <laughs> That's all it is. Just lie and be nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, tell one good truth uh, like they do when they, they have these press conferences for these, these um, help groups. You know, like uh, Gold Star families, and you have them come up and stand up and, and, you know, give their story and thank the president. Or like those individuals that were released from prison um, recently, and they were standing in the, in, the, in the White House, and they were giving their little speeches and thank you to President Trump and so forth and so on. Yeah. You know, so what happens? Everybody be like, well, yeah, okay, he may be all right. He may be all right, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Sister Cody says, what do you expect from the leader of a regime of Nazis who now call themselves neocons? <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Law, where were that's 12. Law 13. When asking for help, appeal to people's self-interest, never to their mercy or gratitude. Now, Remember when he first started running, you know, he did an interview and he said, you know, I don't need your money. I'm rich. Y'all remember that? Remember he said that, right? And who was he appealing to? His base. And who does he continue to appeal to? His base. He doesn't care about the rest of these folks. He doesn't. He's appealing to his base because he knows his base will believe and basically support him no matter what he does. <laughs> that is true. And, of course, you have that great slogan that he borrowed from Ronald Reagan, by the way, make America great again. You know, in rural America, that's all they want to do, make America great again. Of course, you have other groups that's with that, too. Of course, they have their own variations of Make America Great. But that's who he, that's who he, he, he's uh, pandering to. That's who supports him. He can care less. He can care less about anybody else. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's go to law 15. Crush your enemy totally. Now, see, it, it, it comes up to when now he gets to, um, when he goes against 
Pelosi, Schumer, the Democrats, and a couple other people. You know, that's all he he thinks about crushing them. If he can do it without, you know, he he's gonna do it. Crush them. Get rid of them. Hmm. Okay, Law 16. Use absence to increase respect and honor. Now, if y'all y'all remember when he first came, you know, every president, you know, used to have the daily uh, White House White House briefings and things of that nature. Remember, but the questions were so intense and, and to a very point disrespectful, they canceled the White Daily White House briefings. And what was that do? So reporters would show them more, show more respect and honor the White House. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is so true. Look at him for now. Look at what he does. Is this is cultivating an air of unpredictability. Need I ask you more about that? Threatening the military out the border, threatening to shut the border, threatening to go to war with the country, and blow off the face of the earth. Shutting down the, the country. Y'all, see, y'all remember all that? Yeah. But nobody really understands. Here's a good one. Do not build fortresses to protect yourself. Isolation is dangerous. Well, we know. Uh, we we know he 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 has his his isolation. So he that really doesn't. Um, Pertain to him on this one because we know he goes to Mar-a-Lago and a couple of other places and disappears for a minute. <clears throat> but it's interesting anyway. Law number 19, know who you're dealing with. Do not offend the wrong person. And who was that? His base. And most of the time, Fox News. Now, you know, Recently, he's been kind of getting on Fox News because Fox News been, you know, haven't been really, really, really supporting him too much. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, you know, usually he, he's pretty good with Fox, Fox News. But yeah, uh, yeah. But his base, oh no, he's not going to offend them at all, at all. What is interesting, though, isn't it? When you take a look at these, you just start start uh, uh, start looking at it a, a little different. You know, this is how he is approached. Law twenty: Do not commit to anyone. We already know he ain't, he's not committing to anyone. He's not, he's not even committed to his own party that he's supposed to be a part of. He's not even committed to them, to those individuals. This loan, let alone anybody that works for him, we know he's not committed to any of them. You know, 
And here's one that I thought was really interesting, and I thought about this before, and I think we've discussed this before on the show. Uh, play a sucker to catch a sucker. Seem dumber than your mark. You know, could it be all just a, a ploy, as say, to catch your mark? Do you think that's what it could be? I don't know. Maybe. But I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't think he really, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Law 22, use the surrender tactic. Transform your weakness into power. He does that all the time. I don't care what goes wrong. When he stands up in front of the cameras, it was great. It was, I did it, and I, it's a wonderful thing. Oh, yeah, by the way, you know, it wasn't my fault. You know, it was so-and-so fault. No, if I had an attorney general, I could have got some things done. <laughs> you know, that, that, hey, that's it right there. Um, you know, the rest of them is all right. But here's one I really wanted to, to, to hop on. Law number 26. This is the one I wanted to. Yeah, first, I know that stuff. I know he should be, but that's not what he, he, he's doing. Law 26, keep your hands clean. Boy, isn't that a good one. Now, if we don't talk about any other laws, we should talk about Law 26, keep your hands clean. Because we do know there's a lot of scapegoats that have been prosecuted and sent to prison. And, of course, you know who hands are still clean from the outside anyway, right? Keep your hands clean. Since power depends on appearances and those in power must seem never to make mistakes, the use of scapegoats is is as popular as ever. And a scapegoat can serve as a warning to others. Don't we know it? Yeah, I know. Well, it's too late for him on that one. Yeah, you're right, President. You're right about that because the hands are not clean. But he's got the scapegoats, doesn't he? Such people would not be powerful enough to fight you. That's why you use the scapegoat, i.e. Cohen uh, and a couple of those guys. And their naive protests may be seen as protecting, protesting too much and may be seen, in other words, as a sign of their guilt. It is important that you remain the victim, the poor leader betrayed by the incompetence of those around you. Boy, is that not what we've been going through for the last two years with this Russia thing? And who did it? <laughs> oh, and who's coming up with their hands clean so far? But there's a whole lot of folks around him going under, right? Because they were the scapegoats. They were the scapegoat. It's interesting. Choosing a close associate as a scapegoat has the same value as the fall of the favorite. You may lose a friend or aid, but in the long-term scheme of things, it is more important to hide your mistakes to to hold on to someone who one day will probably turn against you. Isn't that a... a, Have we not seen that happen? Have we not seen that? And, honestly, he's turned on them as well. Scapegoats. 
And I said it before. That's all they are, scapegoats. And let's remember, Cohen went with went um, Cohen went in front of Congress, and then what everybody said once he came out. Oh, he just lying. He just complained. He mad because he got caught. He ain't telling the truth. That's what they said. <laughs> there it is. Keep your hands clean. Not only your hands, your reputation. Mm-mm-mm. There will always be people who will do your dirty little task to keep you on the throne. And that's what Cohen did. Then he paying off paying off um, the stripper lady. Doing a couple other little dirty things for him, but once he once he came out, who was he tracked back to? Under the guise that he thought he was gonna get taken care of, that he was gonna be protected, but they threw him under the under the tank. They didn't throw him under a bus. They threw him under the tank, real quick, real quick. <laughs> oh Lord, how much? But as they accomplish tasks that may seem to them innocent enough or at least completely justified, they are actually cleaning the field for you, spreading the information you feed them, undermining people they do not realize are your rivals, inadvertently furthering your cause, dirtying their hands while yours remain spotless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's law number 26 That is law number 26 The scapegoat must be used With extreme caution and delicacy There are like screens that hide Your own involvement in dirty work from the public If at any moment The screen is lifted and you are seen As the manipulator, the puppet master The whole dynamic turns around Your hand will be seen everywhere, and you will be blamed for misfortunes you may have had nothing to do with. Once the truth is revealed, events will snowball beyond your control. Basically, that's what everybody's waiting on right now, right? For that snowball. Because it's coming. It's coming. (laughs) When? Who knows, but it's coming. (laughs) That was law number 26. 26. That's the best one right there. Keep your hand. And honestly, when I first started looking over those these laws, that's the first thing that popped out to me. Keep your hands clean. Because if there's any perfect example, that's one. That's the one right there. As first note, I still say the chat room. It's too late for him on that one. You're right. It's too late. But as far as his base. Oh, he's still good. He's still good. He's there. He don't have to worry about it right now. His hands are still clean. And honestly, if it was to really come out that he was really, really, really responsible for a lot of that stuff, I don't think it would make a difference with them. I really don't. But, you know, because they want to make America great again. <laughs> Law 27, play on people's need to believe to create a cult-like following. What's the saying? Make America great again. You got the hat, mega. 
Remember the the, the, the the rallies where you had the old the older white people. The older white people want to jump on young black individuals. Remember that one guy that came out the stands and punched that one black guy? Remember that? Just follow him. Just do anything. Just do anything. A cult like, and that's his base. That's his base. There are individuals right now that I vote with that we can't talk. No, no, we don't talk like that because they get highly upset if you say anything critical against the president. Well, I know that, know that stuff. Know that first, know that stuff says his hands aren't really clean, just no more dirtier uh, than past presidents. That is a true statement. Well, yeah, his his maybe just a tad bit dirtier, but it is what it is. We all know none of them are sparkling, uh, squeaky clean. Let's be honest. Not even the great Obama. As a lot of people think, he wasn't clean either. You know, him and his drones did a whole lot of damage across the world. You know, some of his policies uh, did a whole lot of damage here in this country. I mean, let's call it, call it what it is. But then again, there's that thing of play on people's need to believe and create a cult-like following. Oh, you're right. You're right, Sister Goni. Those old men are defending their perch on the mega pedestal. The routing is establishment. You're right. You're absolutely correct. I do. You you get no argument with me. And what's the what's the rally cry? Cry. What's the rally cry again? Make America great again. That's the rally cry. And to them, that, that's what it is. Or the routine is establishment. Yeah. You know, so that's what it is. Yes, yes. Make America great. Make America great. Get everybody that's not of the bright skin out of here. I don't care where you send them. Just send them away from here. <laughs> And it is a cult-like following. It really is. As you first know that, says that also, he's more honest about his true position and not afraid to tell you. That takes courage, like it or not. Also, he is willing to call out government officials, even corrupt judges. Now, what president has done that in recent history? Well, they're only corrupt when they, they rule against him, though. So is that really calling somebody corrupt? Is that really saying someone is corrupt? Or is that just, you know, not really uh, being happy because they rule against you? Now, not to say not, that some of them aren't corrupt, okay? I'm not saying that. However, what I am saying is you have to take a look at when he calls them corrupt and why he calls them corrupt. You know, 
Because if you don't, then you, you fall into the trap of thinking everybody that, that doesn't agree are, is corrupt. And that's not the case. Since so it says routine is establishment, maintenance, expansion, refinement of what RWS. Okay, what's RWS, Sister Johnny? I think I got an idea. Repeating history routine. Okay. <laughs> okay, got you. All right. So, yeah. But well, I forgot what law we were on, y'all. We can go to Law 32, play to people's fantasies. That's back to the Make America Great Again thing. You know, the fantasy is that, you know, once we get Ford back and the Bisco and all the American companies that, quote, unquote, went overseas, you know, everything industrialized, the nation's going to come back, and everything's going to be great. That's part of making America great again. That's the fantasy. Not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got a lot of stuff going on in the chat room right now. Um, first thing I say, I say it corrupt. It takes you to determine if their decisions are against the Constitution. Judges do the do this every day, especially against those who represent themselves. This is a refinement, false national consciousness. That is refinement, false national. Okay. I think they're talking to each other there. All right, so <laughs> you know, corrupt. Yeah, I know you said corrupt. You know, I'm not gonna go through all these because the master of the art of time, and we know he he has, you know, when he comes out, stir up the waters to catch fish, despise the free lunch. A voice stepping into a man's great a great man's shoes, and of course we know uh, to him, you know, there was no great first man. He wasn't stepping in any great man's shoe, according to him. All right, work on the hearts and minds of others. Yeah, mm. yeah, but but pretty much. You know, out of the 48, he, he got over half of them. That, that's true. But, you know, I, I'm thinking like, okay, yeah. Not talking about the law. You just read people's fantasies. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Well, don't you, don't you, don't you think he he he, he uh, uh, tries to, to, to reach the, and make the, the people's fantasy come true as far as his, his slogan of make America great again? Isn't that a fantasy of uh, uh, most people <laughs> in the country? They want America to be great again. It doesn't matter whether it's going to be war. It doesn't matter whether, you know, it's, it's going to take, uh, you know, limited immigration, building a wall. They just want to make America great again. Exactly. His base. What people are you talking about? His base. Who else would have a fantasy of make America great again? His base. <laughs> I understand what you said, Sister Gotti. I'm talking about his base right now. Those are the ones that have the fantasies. 
of making America great again. 35 days of radio pastor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, who else would have a fantasy of, of that? Making, making, making things. And that is the pedestal people you, you're speaking about. No matter how poor, they still believe. Yes, exactly, Sister Ngoni. Exactly. Yes. No matter how poor they are, they still believe. No matter how bad the economy comes, how bad he hurts their farm, the, the, the farmers, what have you, they still believe and they still would be there. Welcome to the show, 365. Glad to have you aboard. A lot of our people have the same fantasy that they have the illusion of inclusion. True that, too. We've spoken about that on the show as well. We know. Uh, that's a, that's a, Yeah, we know this. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. That is That is it. The same fantasy. I.e., what's them two women? Um, 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 Twitter D and Twitter Dumb, that's what I call them. But y'all know who I'm talking about. Uh, uh, the two black women that be on that, where the one always talking, the other one just be staring in the camera. Yeah. That did so much politicking for, for, for the president. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The illusion of inclusion. Because let's be honest, once they stop being effective, they're going to they gonna get kicked to the curb. Candace Owens, you see what happened to her when she said the wrong thing? Amoroso. You see what happened to her? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, let me bring this call in. Yeah, that's so true. All right, Joe, what you got for me? I'm sorry, Triple One. How are you doing today? Hello, Mr. Fox. Hello, Mays. How are you? You're talking about, you're talking about Silk and Diamond. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 them two. Yeah, you know who I'm talking but about. What's so strange about all of them? They used to be Democrats. <laughs> Every last one of them yeah. used to be the Democrats. So I'm saying, like, well, right. when this administration run out, what are they going to do? I guess they go to the they, I don't know what they're they gonna do. Yeah, all that stuff here that we're talking about. I mean, America don't own nothing and they don't own nothing. What country owns stuff? And they gotta buy stuff from them and get money from them. They getting money huh? from other people. Other people what? If that's okay, why are they getting why is this man uh Money laundering, Deutsche Bank, and all this laying the money to them. They don't have no money. That's the problem we haven't realized. Some people haven't realized, and they want to think that uh, uh, they got control of something. They don't have control of nothing no more. They maybe used to a long time ago, but no, they don't now. Saudi <laughs> got the money. Saudi Arabia got the money. <laughs> Asia got the money. China got the money. Where is the American Caucasian man with the money? Nowhere. That's why this man is all in trouble about all the stuff dealing with stuff trying to make money. And eventually, one day, you will stop being able to make money off of people. That's going to come to an end one day. And then what you going to do? But the question is, when, is When is it going to come? When is it going to come to the end? It's just every 40 years, different things happen. New, new day and new time. So 40 years is about here. 
So it's about time for a change. I won't be surprised if Donald Trump don't turn around and be a be a Democrat again. <laughs> well, you know the interesting <laughs> thing about that man—he's giving money to all of them. He's giving money yeah. to the, the ETNC, the RNC, or a couple of other different candidates. So he's giving money to all of them. That's why I don't. <laughs> Which is that's why I don't belong to those parties. That's why I don't belong to those parties because they're the I mean, same. I mean, shouldn't 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 that tell you that there's no difference between the two of them? Well, some people don't realize you know, that. Yeah. You know, he was a Democrat one time. Then, you know, he was a what a, a Green Party, a, a couple other little crazy parties. You know, then he finally run as as a Republican and get elected. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I say, they always say they got problems. The Caucasian man say he got problems. He want to be be straight or gay. He's still the same person. It's just like the parties. You've been in both parties, but you're still the same person. You're the same. With the same agenda. Man, you're going to make me yeah. start dancing in here in a minute. You're making sense today. <laughs> still the same group of people. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference? I'm nothing. If you want to be a libertarian, you're still the same. With the same agenda. Your heart didn't change. And, well, all these people running for, and all these people running for president now? I'm just saying, like, really? Man. <laughs> you made, I said the same thing. I was like, okay, what, what is? But you know what I think it is. It's about the, it's about the cash. It's about the cash. Yeah. That's what it's, it's about. about. Yeah. yeah, you know, because you get those super and tax want- and they raise millions and millions of dollars. Now, once it's over with, they say, well, you know, you're not supposed to keep the money. You're supposed to, you know, donate it to a charity or whatever. You but know, we right. know good and well, all that money's not getting donated to any charities. <laughs> yeah, who's going to a charity? All right, under their name and somebody's family. <laughs> And they keep pushing Biden on you. Like, why are you fighting on people? Right. <laughs> she's up, You're yeah, right, man. She's the only one talking about, she's the only one really talking about what's wrong with America. And they're ignoring her. And then the gay man, he was doing it, and then he flipped back. And then the other guy started doing it. They just uh, competing against each other about, well, he said this, and people like it. But what's yeah. wrong with the country? They're not running on it. They want to have a bigger with Trump and we're 45 and biting. Who wants to hear that? That's not telling you nothing. Well, I'm man, you have to understand. Wonder what going to fall out the tree. You have to understand that the average citizen, they don't want to know what's really wrong with the country. They'd rather uh-uh. see, you know, one person, you know, calling the other a name or, you know, attacking the other. That's what they, that's what is normal, okay? And then there's names nah. that she just like that reap. There are Nancy, she just let her read on those. She drunk half the time, and what's wrong with her? But, uh. <laughs> Nancy's just old. Well, that's, that's Nancy wait till he get old. out of office. If he need to go to jail, <laughs> do what you need to do to put him in there. Uh, Nancy is just old. Oh, know? that's what it is. She needs to go Yeah, well, Nancy's been there a long time. See, people don't realize Nancy, Nancy has yeah, been there a long time. Yeah. Well, I hope she's. Like, Mitch McConnell, and Mitch McConnell been there too long, too. So I hope they join each other and somebody send them home. Now, now you talking about a puppet? Yeah, you talking right. about a, a real? You talking about a real puppet? That's Mitch McConnell. <laughs> See, Mitch, I'm serious. Because right now, look, look, right now, Mitch McConnell is not going to do anything to go against Trump. Anything because See, Mitch McConnell is up for election too in 2020. Yep. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, so 
you know, he he's watching. He's walking very, very cautiously right now. But you then know. you look at, but you look at the infrastructure is falling apart. You got more storms tearing up stuff, but we don't never hear nobody talk about it and how they gonna fix it. They all over in some other country trying to fix something that ain't got nothing to do with them. <laughs> That's what they're yeah. And you got them somebody like Pion get them. They're like, well, they are taking our, they're taking our way of doing stuff and using it, and they still didn't when his little when his daughter was a little child. What the, the people was on the plane doing really? You had people like you had like people selling secrets. Those are the people that gave away gave away the information. Not nobody on no plane looking. They made money from mm-hmm. it. Anything they can make a dollar off of, they'll show get it and do it. Even if they're giving away the country. Well, it was yeah, look, when you talk about these these countries and, and all this uh quote unquote spine and all that good stuff, it's yeah. always tit for tat. It, it's tit yep. for tat. We know this. Uh-huh. And it has yeah. nothing to do with us. And we always might make ourselves make us make it seem like we're a part of the solution, a part of it. We're not a part of none of this stuff that's going on. <laughs> and I wish some people would realize that but they don't. And they'll be a well, happier people. You got people falling apart and going crazy and losing their mind. They're like, it's going to be over. Just go on and be patient and sit back and watch. It's funny <laughs> to me. You know, <laughs> you know it, it, it's as this thing going to say, there are those that just are under illusion of inclusion. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. And but it's going to take a it's going to take a hard bump on the side of the on the top of their head for them to realize that nope, you're really not included in anything. You're not mm-hmm. a part of the you know the the the, the higher echelon. You're not and considered that, that way anyway. And the one that's being behind my make America great again, they don't have they ain't got nothing. They just are here just uh, being numbers, being used to be counted for something that don't make no sense. But when they wake up, but it's going to be dangerous for them. I don't want to be in their way that way when is, they wake up myself. <laughs> but, but but that is the, that is look, all those ones that's been screaming "Make America Great Again" are beginning to feel the pinch of all these these this um you know these tax cuts and 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 uh whatever these terrorists they're beginning to feel it um yeah. you know all these restrictions they're beginning to feel it now some of them are upset mm-hmm. about it actually yeah. they're not going to those they're not going to those they're going to those the food yet but they did. But then you have people like Candace Owens that steady, you know, well, now, like I said, I agree with her. You know, when she said blacks need to get away from the Democratic Party. I agree with that. But not just to go to the Republican side, which is, you know, basically the same thing. No, I don't agree with that. I really don't. I said they've been in both parties. They've been in the Democrat and the Republican. They need to get out of both of them. Right. Exactly. So when you hear one exactly. of those saying they need to get out of the Democratic Party, well, if you've been in both parties and you've been in one and you switch from one to the other one, you just book dancing or where you can get the quickest book from. And book dancing is going to last know, long. But you know what the real interesting part about this whole thing is, May? You know, it's getting to the point now to where the politicians not really worried about the black vote more than they're worried about the Latino and Hispanic vote now. Oh, no. Huh? Really, they don't have to really worry about them either. Well, yeah, you do. Well, more, they of them, more, of them, more of them, more of them like to classify themselves as white than, than yeah. um, Hispanic or Latino. 
But what the vote they need to, they gonna, they really worry about is the bi- bi- as they call it biracial vote. That's the vote that they uh, don't, that they, that they don't want to really see. That's why they want you to tell when on the census what you are. <laughs> Got a whole lot to do with it. Right, right, right. Because the grandma that loves you exactly. on one side, the grandma that loves you on the other side, you're going to be with the grandma that loves you on the side, not the one that looks at you and calls you all kind of names. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just had to give you my feel. <laughs> but P.R., just not believe in that stuff. Uh, there's nobody, right. nobody still know nothing about no planes uh, sending no uh, uh, air show. Because <laughs> I don't think they got no paper with them under the airplane. They don't use the ceiling. <laughs> well, okay, I talk. think you just called him. Yeah, you was calling in to bother Pianki. He gone, though. No, but I didn't okay. call him. I just kind of make some sense out of what he said. So sometimes people say stuff and you got to clear it up and say oh, okay. what you got out of it. The espionage and oh, all that okay. kind of stuff. Got it. Stole the secrets. Okay. Well, you have a good one. <laughs> you too, Mace. Thank you. <laughs> oh, all right, y'all. We got 10 minutes left, so we're going to get up out of here because y'all know today is Friday. Y'all know I can throw balls down the lane, my bowling balls down the lane. So, but it's been fun. I have really enjoyed this. Sister Goni has been just hit me, boy, I tell you. She says in the oh, first note I still says, uh, wait a minute, hold on, let me go back. Sister Goni says, but that's not they're going to get but they're not going to get down off that illusionary pedestal of being white, you're right, no matter what the truth is. Right? First note I said, Mr. Talk, ask this question to your audience. If you had one question to ask the president or any candidate, what would it be? Sister Goni says, when they turn beige, they are not planning on giving up power. Just look at S.A. S.A. Who is S.A., Sister Goni? But that, no, first note, that is a good question. If you had one question to ask the president or any candidate, what would it be? You know what? I'm going to put that on, on, on my Facebook page and see what the response would be. That, that would be really, that's an interesting question there. You know, hopefully, oh, South Africa. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. <laughs> South Africa. Because we see what's going on. Well, most of us see what's going on over there. Anyway, if you had one question to ask the president or candidate, what would it be? Hmm. That would be very That'd be interesting now. And we're going to let y'all know what the what the response was Monday. You know what, though? And honestly, honestly, here's, you know what, you know what? The interesting part about that question is, would you believe most people, most people won't answer that question? I guarantee you they won't answer. Or, you know, you get those that, that answer, you know, not honestly, just crazy. I know that sounds sounds kind of bad, but yeah. But that that's a good question. I, I'm actually gonna put that on on the page there. Here's the question that I asked: Do you and would you support the right of self determination and independence for so-called African Americans? Well, I can tell you what that answer be. They're gonna tiptoe around that. They're not gonna answer that straight up. <laughs> they will not answer that straight up. 
that's definitely going to be uh, one of those 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 tip tapping like uh, yeah yeah that's what that's going to be. But it's interesting. All right, so I guess now I don't have anybody to um anybody want to call in and say any last words before I get up out of here? We got seven minutes left. I guess not. So. I guess I call and do my little last words. You know, really, I don't have any too many last words. Um, you know, basically, you know, when, when you when you um, look at individuals and for those that you know gonna go out there and, and push the buttons or whatever you're gonna do, make sure you really pay attention. As I always say, I, I would take all that those letters down and just look at the individual personally. I really would. You know. Can you say 45 is really worse than any of the other presidents? Can you say he's as good as any other presidents? Or can you say he's just status quo? He is, you know, what they allow him to be. You know, he's just, you know what? He's just one of those older white men that believes in what he believes. He's a businessman, and he's been able to bully and, 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 get his way all his life. So now he's the top man in the so-called most powerful country in the world. You think he's going to stop doing it now? My opinion basically is this. You know, it looks, you know, as I said, one of the laws, conceal your intentions. My thing is, there's business transactions being made for when he gets out of office. It really is. His family is up there making business business uh, decisions. It's not about making America great again. It's about making Trump name great again. That's what it's about. That's why we're trying to be friends with Kim Jong-un. Prime real estate over there for tourist property. You know how many nice hotels he can build over there? But you ain't going to know about that. I've said this before. Say you think Obama and Bush did not do the same thing? Of course they did. Of course they did. That's my point. That's my point. No, all of them plan. You know, you plan ahead. We, we've said this on the show. They plan ahead. Now, by the time we catch up with what they have done, what we think they had just done, you know, they two or three years down the road already. What on the next thing? <laughs> So it is what it is. It is what it is. But okay, we're going to get up out of here, though. But once again, I want to thank y'all for hanging out with me today. I do apologize for my outburst at the beginning of the show. But, you know, that that, that thing about him talking about uh, he's making up for it by spending all his money on the military, and he would serve in the military if he could, really got to me. Because, you know, yeah. That, that that pissed me off. I, yeah, I said pissed, so y'all know it really got to me. But I do apologize for that, for taking up your time with that. But, hey, just know I love you. Y'all have a great weekend, and we'll try and be back here Monday. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, y'all have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you back in Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. 
one mountain town. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. The biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself, everything else is gravy. All right, so until Monday, man, y'all have a great weekend. If it's hot, stay cool. If it's thawing, stay safe. And uh, see y'all when I see ya. Take y'all out of here with some Isley Brothers. Later.
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.